you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B. and J-Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show today. Um, Today we're doing sort of a part two of what we began on Tuesday um, as we talked about decline, decay, and decadence. Mm -hmm. And um, just looking at what's going on in American public schools and what parents need to be concerned about. And I'll, I will tell you that as we wrapped up the show um, on the uh, at the end of the show on Tuesday, um, I was really kind of struck by Jason's question. Jason yeah. called in from Texas. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, I, I've got a daughter. I, I believe he said I have a daughter who just finished kindergarten. She's going to be going into the first grade. Mm-hmm. And I think when you start talking about stories where you've got your six and seven-year-olds who are being exposed to what is called comprehensive sexual education. Right. Um, but really it's indoctrination, right. um, then I think that grabs attention. Yeah. And if we've got upwards of, you know, 98%, 99% of Americans whose kids are in the public education system, mm-hmm. um, then we've got big, big problems. Yeah. Because we are talking about droves and droves, which then kind of becomes generations of children who are re-indoctrinated who are given um, loose sexual norms um, as, I I would say, their new normal, you know? And I think a lot of uh, parents will be like Jason. I think the question is, like, so what do I do? How do I even make a difference? How do I make an impact? Yes. How can I change what's going on? Because the thing is, a lot of people are are hearing these stories. Mm -hmm. They're seeing what's happening in Virginia. But then it's like, okay, I live here. Is this happening where I live? Mm-hmm. And what can I do about it? So I think that's that's a great question that he that he put out there. Absolutely. And and I feel inclined um, that we should answer that question today. Now, again, it's one of those situations where I I I wish I didn't have to give a disclaimer. Right. Because we're talking about what's being taught to our children. Right. But I have to give a disclaimer. Yeah. And guys, let me just tell you something. Um as I, and this is sort of like, I'm going to pull back the curtain here for, um, for Aaron, the Addison's listeners and who also maybe there may be some overlap. You're going to attend the marriage family life conference. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a sneak peek into my presentation. Uh-oh. So just a sneak peek here, right? <laughs> so my aim when I began my presentation and which beginning my presentation is praying and, and just like, Lord, you know, what's going on and what is it that you want me to communicate? Mm. Um, and, and so when I began, um, there are all kinds of different directions that I was thinking about maybe that I would go in. And then finally right. I was talking to Will the Great and I was just like, man, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm not really settled. I'm not really sure. And, uh, as he often does and he gets little credit cause usually people come up to me afterwards and say, man, that presentation, but I'm like, ah, well, the great helped, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, so I try to make sure that well, I do that team. as often as I can. We are a team. Yeah, we are a team. team. Um, 
But as is his custom, he said, man, I really think you need to do a presentation on culture-proofing kids. Like, that's the big thing. Like, that's where we are. We need to equip parents to be able to culture-proof their kids. And I was like, man, you're absolutely right. And, um, and then from there, we begin working on this. And here's what I discovered, that in looking at this presentation, there are many fronts where we need to culture-proof our kids. Right. However, in researching this, the great um, attack mm-hmm. and the deepest dive was spent in the sexual reindoctrination that is happening of our children in this country. Wow. And when you begin to really dig into it, um, you realize that it is not about the stories that make headlines. Those stories are really the tips of the icebergs. Mm. Okay? So, in other words, what I'm saying is the reindoctrination of our kids all across this country, right, is happening even when it doesn't make headlines. And the things that make the headlines are the things that the parents learn about. Wow. So, there's many more. (laughs) <laughs> there's much much more that's happening you know but when you read the headlines that's like the the big things absolutely and and so today um i want to talk a little bit about that um but in order to talk about that i we have to just admit some things okay all right okay. so first off it's not suitable for young ears that's in part why we have to talk about it yeah and that's the, the crazy part because it's not suitable for young ears, but this is what young ears this, are being this is it, yeah. told and taught. Yeah. It's, it <laughs> is, it's heartbreaking when you start digging in. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, that's number one. Number two, let's just admit that this is comfortable, uncomfortable for everyone involved. Mm. That this is not comfortable for everyone involved. Yeah. Okay. And, and I have to tell you that even I, ha- I have to talk myself through even my preparation, like my, my, you know, what I'm working on. I have to talk myself through it, guys. Again, pulling back the curtain so you understand how this all works. I have to say, no, I don't want to talk about this. However, we are in a battle. Mm. We are in a war. And what our opponents bank on is that we are just going to, mm, no, we can't speak of it. Like just maybe it's not happening. Mm. But it is happening. Yeah. Our kids are being re-indoctrinated while they sit at our breakfast tables. And as we learned just a week or so ago, literally, it's happening. We talk about cereal boxes, okay? <laughs> right. Um, Crazy. So, again, to our brother Jason's question, Jason uh, listening to us in Texas, I'm going to use his question to respond to what I think is probably the question out there. What do parents need to be looking at? And what do people, what do parents need to ask? their local school districts before their kids return Mm. um, at the start of the next school year. And I don't think that this is a question that you can assume, well, maybe some other parent has explored it. I think every parent needs to see this as their responsibility. Do you remember, it was maybe two years ago, we looked at the Austin Independent School District. Yes, yes. Didn't you have a guest on from that that was in covering the following that? days, yeah. we had um, Texas Values yeah. on yeah. with us. Yeah. But leading up to that, the reason we did that was because I myself went through their sex ed curriculum. Yeah. A huge stack. And, and, I, and why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because, parents, if you're going to do this, you have to do this. Yeah. You got to be invested. One, I don't live in Texas. Two, I don't have kids in public school. But I will tell you, I thought... What's in the curriculum that's got these parents in an uproar? Mm. So I wanted to read it for myself, and I went through page 
after page after page, a huge stack of this curriculum. And to tell you that I was embarrassed, that I thought, I cannot imagine that kids are being exposed to these types of conversations. Yeah. Guys, this is why our kids are our enemies in real time. Mm. Because the lion's share of the time is spent in a context that is teaching what is antithetical to your faith and to your convictions. And then the kids are sucking this up. <laughs> and then they're coming out of the schoolhouses and you don't recognize them. Yeah, yeah. So, so number one, we've got we've to understand that um, what is in the news, you know, those are things that are only the tips of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're dealing with much bigger issues underneath. Um, we've also got to recognize that the lessons, although they are graphic in nature, I think that there is a more insidious uh, nature, if you will, to the lessons and that they are manipulative. Mm. Okay, so not only are you exposing children to graphic sexual content, but you are also manipulating them, controlling their responses, and you're also putting an end to dissent. So you create the kinds of kids who raise your hand if you have a friend who. Mm -hmm. How would you treat that friend? Do you understand? Now, imagine, yeah. look, guys, yeah. we understand the social and pure influence dynamic. Right. All right. So who wants to be the kid who would raise his or her hand and say, well, I would say that's a sin. Mm. Right. Well, my mom told me that's wrong. Right. No, your kid is going to learn that that's not acceptable. And your kid is going to learn to be silent. And your kid is going to learn to conform. Guys, if we're honest about it, we can already see this happening in our culture. This, this is how we get the adults yeah. <laughs> who, who don't know how to say, okay, biologically, you are still a man. Right. Who are afraid to say this. We, we've already learned mm -hmm. to keep silent from young. And just, they, they know the trick of starting at a young age. So they're just going to raise them up in this thing being, as they would see it, normal. This is yes. normal. And yes. so, right, so you have the children that will become adults that will have those same views because they've been normalized that this is correct. All throughout their childhood, all throughout their childhood. Kathy Roos, who is a senior fellow for the Family Research, Research Council, um, authored a report last year, and the title of that report uh, was Sex Education in Public Schools, the Sexualization of Children and LGBT Indoctrination. Um, that is probably the best report, uh, probably the best report out there that looks at what is happening as a whole. Mm. There are reports where parents are doing things and compiling information state by state. But what um, what Kathy Roos did and the team over there at FRC and putting yeah. this all together, looking um, around the country, I think is exceptional, is extraordinary. There's tons of information in there. Here's one of the things that she said. I'm going to quote her here. Today's sex ed lessons can be highly manipulative, carefully designed to get children to approve of the concept of sexual rights. Now, I I'm going to slow down on some of this stuff because I want parents to be thinking about what your kids are learning. Carefully designed to get children to approve of the concept of sexual rights and fluid sexual identities and to reject their religious beliefs, the authority of their parents, and even physical reality itself, wow. end quote. Now, if you have ever heard or seen videos or presentations coming from 
people who teach comprehensive sex ed, you often hear them talking about um, teaching kids about consent. Consent. Mm. Sometimes as a parent, you think that's good because I want my kid to be able to say no if someone touches him or her inappropriately. Right. Folks, that's not what teaching consent is designed to do. Mm. Teaching consent is designed to um, create children who consent. Mm. And how do we know that? We know that because in the material, the assumption is already that the kid has personal autonomy. So the kid himself or herself is making the decision about his or her body. Now, why is that problematic? Because it excludes the parent's protection. It excludes the parent's parenting, which says, no, you, this is not allowed. Right. Number one, this is a violation of right. the standards of God's word. Right. Number two, it does not comport with our tradition, however you want to break it all down. But please understand that when you are teaching a kid mm. that this is your body, mm-hmm. you have to give your consent. Mm-hmm. What you are doing is stripping the parent of mm-hmm. parental authority. Yeah, so what you're, what, the, what you're teaching is that you don't need your parents to make these decisions for yes. you. It's yes. Your body, you can make these decisions. That's right. And so you basically you don't need the consent, you know, of like of the approval of your parent. You you just say, "Hey, this is what I want." So yeah, I'll yes, do it. Yes. That's exactly right. And so even when you start going through the curriculum, right? Or you say there's various curricula across this country, but mm-hmm. you, you pick your state or your school. Let's let's keep dwindling it down, get local, right? You pick right. your school and and then you say, "I'm going to go down to my local school and I'm going to say what are you teaching our kids um, as far as sexual education goes? Have you adopted a comprehensive sex ed curriculum? If so, what is it? I need to have all of the documents. I want the entire curriculum. But I will tell you, and this can seem insurmountable, it's not just what's taught classroom time. The problem with comprehensive sex ed is that your kid can be bombarded with images and participation that are not just in a classroom setting. So you can have... Things like, quote unquote, days of pride, mm. okay, where it's not happening in a classroom. It may be happening in a cafeteria or maybe it's happening in a larger assembly where the kid is sort of like, you know, in a position where after lunch, everybody's going into the auditorium and they're going to watch a video mm. that talks about suicide awareness. Yeah. Okay, so parents don't think they need to opt out of that. But then what is the video? Well, maybe it's the video by the rapper Logic. That the suicide video is because you have this kid who is, according to the video, homosexual. Hmm. Parents don't accept it, so he's suicidal. Yeah. You see, that is not just one message. All right, we'll be right back after this. I want to be a flame for you. Let me be a flame for you. Burn in me, God. Burn in me. I want to be a flame for you. Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Gerard Brooks with Flame. Again, our topic today is uh, part two of Tuesday's topic, and it's not suitable for young listeners, although what we're talking about is what young people are hearing. And so it's unfortunate that we live in the type of depraved context 
um, very decadent culture yeah. where sexualizing children at younger and younger ages is a major aim of many in this country. Yeah. And uh, so what we're trying to do is to say to parents, you know, maybe I think for many schools, they're on summer break or approaching summer break. Right. So this is the time where parents get to kind of regroup a little bit. You have a little bit of a mental break because mm. when your kid is in school, you're on, right? Like you're, <laughs> you're on. Um, and, and so you have a little bit of a mental break. Uh, my encouragement is that don't check out fully, that this is the time where you begin investigating, that this is the time where you've got your nose to the ground, you've got your ear to the ground, and you're asking questions about what your kid is going to be learning. Maybe this is the time that you're praying about whether or not you make some major changes based on what you find, may mm -hmm. find, or have already found um, to be information distributed in your child's school. Um, we've often said here, you know, you've got to culture-proof your kids. Right. You've got to make your kids impervious to this culture. How do you train and raise children who are going to grow up in this world and not be of it? Right. And what we now know is that we cannot start too young because the world is already doing it. Right. We live in a hostile culture and they are already trying to turn our kids away from us. So, listen, I want you to imagine that as adults, we are having a conversation where, um, OK, we are shocked when we learn about um, moves to normalize polyamory um, um, Polygamy, like we we are shocked by that. We're just yeah. like, I cannot believe. But you should also understand um, that in schools, like in California, for example, they are already exposing children to this concept as young as 12. Yeah. Listen to this. Quote, officials in California are insisting that sex ed lessons be inclusive of sexual relationships with multiple partners. The California State Health Department instructs teachers to talk to children as young as 12 about sex partners and to avoid terms like boyfriend or girlfriend because, quote, some students may be non-monogamous, end quote. Wow. Your, your 12-year-old? Yeah. Like, guys. <laughs> and, yeah. That, that, it, it's crazy when you, when you read that. And, but, the, but think about it. We got here. Because of things like that, we were shocked back years ago about things that are being not being presented today that are here today. That's exactly you know? right. And so they're starting on the next batch. That's exactly now right. Now it's time for this. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, man, when I think about this, I often think like, what could these people be thinking? Like, what? How do they? Why do they want this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's crazy to think about. It's for the ability to be able to thrive in a decadent culture. Man. It is. It is creating the type of reality that their depraved minds have craved. Um, really what happens is you begin to destroy the foundation of a nation. Um, George Lukacs understood this. Um, when we talk about Marxism and, you know, uh, ex exposing uh, children in Bolshevik Hungary to uh, graphic sexual content, mm -hmm. he did this because he was trying to wrestle them away from their their parents' Judeo-Christian heritage. That's so in, in order to do that, it's, he, he called it... Um, uh, he called it a mental, he called it mental terrorism, mm. all right, cultural terrorism, where you attack the norms and the foundations of a culture, right, with things that are radically antithetical to what they previously adopted. Yeah. And then you expose children to that, and then what you do is you begin to change those children. 
So those things that once would leave you aghast, like you would say, oh, I can't, you're not shocked anymore, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't, you, you once were this way, but now you're, now you're this way. Right. And this is what we see happening in the public school context. And even some private schools who believe that they need to also adopt comprehensive six, sex ed curricula. Mm. Um, what I want to do is, you know, I, I want to talk about the things that, um, the things that parents have to watch for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to be very careful <sighs> guys. I have to give you a disclaimer. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. The uh, Family Watch International, Family Watch International, um, put together a list of 15 things or 15 points that you should be watching for that would be potentially taught to your kid via or under the guise of comprehensive sex ed. Okay. Okay. So these 15 things I'm going to go through, and I want you to keep in mind that these 15 things are the things that are in comprehensive sexual education today. So if a parent were, were to listen to this yes, and take notes or li- listen to the podcast uh-huh. and say, I want to know those 15 things, could they go down to the schools or the school board or whatever and find out if this stuff is being taught? Yes, exactly right. So these are the things that you need to watch for and ask specifically. That's like if, good. if you're like No, that's good. You know, if you're like the curriculum is too thick, you know, because it is thick, yeah. okay? Um, and if it's too much, then you can ask about these 15 points. All right. And and unfortunately, you're gonna find very few comprehensive sex ed uh curricula across this country that don't include at least one of these. Okay. No, that's at least one good. of these. And we can have this in the archives. For yes. people to uh, go back and refer to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so you have to know uh, in your kids' sex ed curriculum whether or not, one, the content sexualizes children. So does the content teach a child to explore his or her sexuality? Does, it, does the content of the presentation awaken sexual interest for children? Mm-hmm. We probably could stop there because all of it does. And and that may be Man. on the mild side. Yeah. Okay. Number two, does it teach children to consent to sex? Mm. Does it teach children to consent to sex? I was looking at one curriculum in particular. Um, I want to say maybe it was in Virginia. Uh, I'm fuzzy on that. But I was looking at one uh, curriculum in particular where it went. Oh, no, no, no. It was a website that was recommended by Secus. The, yeah. the uh, sex ed for social change group, okay, <laughs> that's behind uh, the large amount large amounts of, um, of sexual cool, ed yeah. curricula across yeah. this country, okay? Yeah. So it was a website that they recommend through their sex ed curriculum, okay. okay? And one of the websites had content on there that taught kids the age of consent by state. So here is where huh. the person with whom you're intimate right. cannot be arrested for engaging in activity with you at this point. Wow. Now, why why, right. why are you... T- right. Do you understand what right. I'm saying? Right. Okay. All right. So Man. here we go. Teaches children to consent to sex. Mm. Um, number three, again, disclaimer firmly in place. I want you to understand something. This is happening. This is happening. Okay? Um, normalizes 
anal or oral sex. Mm. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on that, but I just will tell you some of the things that kids are being taught um, in eighth and ninth grade <laughs> are unspeakable. Man. And please understand that the architects of these sex ed curricula um, also are Planned Parenthood. Okay, so go. they have yeah, a vested interest in making sure <laughs> that kids engage in sexual activity. Yeah. You need to know if the sex ed curriculum that your school has adopted promotes homosexual or bisexual behavior, mm-hmm. does it promote sexual pleasure? Guys, to seven-year-olds, to six-year-olds, some of the curricula across mm-hmm. this country do this. I am so tempted to skip over some of these because it's just uncomfortable. <laughs> and the ones that you feel like you need to I skip think I over, will. I will mention We're going to have this in, in, in the so. arch- Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but I, I we'll, we'll put these in the archive, yeah. you know, so you can go check it out. That's too. good. It'll be in the archives. You'll be able to look at it for yourself. I just It's just so uncomfortable for me to mention. But let me just say this. It's being taught to your kids. It's being taught to your kids. Um, they have videos. They have animated videos. Um... I've watched some of the videos and it just grieves it grieves your heart to think that our kids are being robbed of their innocence. Mm-hmm. They're being robbed of their ability to live as children. You know, can you remember what it was like to just be skipping a lot? You know what I mean? To right. to, to draw a hopscotch <laughs> on the ground. Do you remember that? And yeah. like our Spending kids tops, come on. Marbles. You know, and, and look at it. If you look across the landscape, if you look at our little girls and boys mm-hmm. are no they they the appearance of having lost their innocence is on them. You can see it. You can see it. Yeah. You can see that they are like, I am just as informed. I am I am like you is the persona mm. that comes from our dear little children. And why is it? It's because unbeknownst to us, they have been exposed to content that matures them before they're ready. Yeah. It sexualizes them. Um, you should be aware uh, as to whether or not your kid is exposed to a sex ed curriculum that promotes early sexual autonomy. Guys, let me say it uh, simply here. Is your kid being taught rebellion? Mm-hmm. Is your kid being taught rebellion? Some of the curricula that, that is out there um, teaches kids how to engage in acti- activity um, secretly, how to um, get the help of older siblings <laughs> and adults yeah. that they trust. Guys, I, I'm telling you, it is... It is so insidious. It's wicked is what it is. Um, If your kid's school has adopted a curriculum that does not establish abstinence as the expected standard, you should have questions about that. Right. What we don't often talk about, and Christians, uh, we should, least of all us, should we be victim of this, right? Because we have the biblical standard of the word of God. But often, these sex ed curricula do not start at the point of abstain until marriage. Mm. It is, you're going to do this, you need to be able to give consent, and this is how you do it. So already the worldview is different and it's flawed, right? But we accept it and we allow it to be taught to our children. Does the curriculum promote transgender ideology? Does it promote contraception or abortion to children? Which, by the way, if Planned Parenthood is um, engineering right. these curricula, you know, they you know want them. that. Yeah. yeah, That's what they want. Yeah. And some of those other things that you're talking about, transgender and all, 
Like, it's going to promote that because to not, it means that you are discriminating or yes. that you're hateful. That's exactly so they, right. So they have to put that in the curriculum, you know, so they can be woke. Look, <laughs> I'm telling you, some of, the, some of the information and some of the content that your kids are being directed to, and I want you to remember, I want you to remember, it's not just um, here are your handouts, although that's a part of the curriculum handouts, things for kids to cut, and matching games. Remember we talked about this when we talked about um, the Austin Independent School District. Uh, they had matching games. I, I printed it all out. I read it. I looked at it. The games cut and paste, draw lines, connect. I'm, and they're, they're making um, sexual deviancy fun. That's what they're doing for kids, okay? But I want you to understand that it doesn't stop there. Please remember also that the teachers who are instructing are also directing your kids to websites for further information. Mm-hmm. And that is where, oh my goodness, that is where if you don't know the websites that your kids are visiting, if you're not checking their search history, or if you're not, if you're not checking where they're where they've been on the devices that you give them, um, you need to be doing that. And the thing is, a few children will go to the parents and say and, and talk about this. A very but few. most, yeah. You're not gonna even know. Nope. Nope. Man. You won't know. But I can guarantee you this, um, you will see the changes. Man. When your child starts to withdraw, when your child starts to have this sort of like, you know, irreverent, um, bold audacity toward you, that it's not just that, you know, you understand the kids start to grow and there's a right. little independence, right. but, but there is something that you can see the difference in a child that has been sexualized versus a child that hasn't. Yeah. There is a, there's a, a, a brashness about the sexualized child that I think parents, you have to pay attention to that. Is your kid behaving in a way that would strongly suggest to you, wait a minute, my kid, something is wrong yeah. here. You understand? And these are the questions that we have to ask. I would say that for parents of older children, prayerfully, prayerfully, you have to engage your child and ask, man, can you tell me about some of the things that you've learned over this past school year? Is there anything that I need to know? What are some of the things that you went into this school year that you didn't know that now you know? Um, I'd like to know those things. And, and it's not that you go in with a hostile right. posture because you want communication, but you have to ask these questions. You'd be surprised when you just kind of give your kid a blank check to just tell me, tell me, you know? And, and sometimes you're hoping yeah. for the best. Um, anyway, here we go. Uh, other things to watch for. Watch for the curriculum, whether or not it promotes peer-to-peer sex ed or sexual rights advocacy. There is a political bent to comprehensive sexual education. Guys, I have seen it with my own eyes. I have read the art, I've read the articles, read the content that they draw kids' attention to the political implications of what I would call the sexual revolution. So in other words, why do American kids need to care about the legalization of abortion in Argentina? Mm. Why do they need to care about that? Right. That's one of the articles on one of the websites that's recommended by one of these organizations that drafts comprehensive sexual education. Why do kids need to care about that? Watch for whether or not the curriculum undermines traditional values and beliefs. Does it undermine parents or parental rights? And as I just mentioned, does it refer children to harmful resources? The vast majority of these curricula do just that. Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. When we come back, we'll open the phone lines and get some of your calls. So please stay right there.
I won't complain cause I know that he's working it out for my good so I trust him I'm certain there's not a problem my face too big for the Lord I cares I just cast him and give to the Lord so I won't complain because it could be worse I can walk and see but they could have been in reverse and we burst the life when he could have just left him dirt left him dirt by the job when I could be out of work North Carolina teachers are given comprehensive training on how to introduce transgender concepts into the minds of very young children, courtesy of the, quote, welcoming schools, end quote, curriculum created by the Human Rights Campaign, the nation's largest LGBTQ Mm -hmm. lobby. According to North Carolina Values Coalition, the curriculum uses psychological reconditioning techniques, psychological reconditioning techniques to cause children to question their sex through strategies such as role-playing, games, videos, and affirmation statements like the following. I used to think, but now I know. Just Mm. think about that. I used to think, but now I know. The assumption and the encouragement is that you are different. Mm. You just need to learn it. That's, (laughs) that's, That's what your kid is going into. Man. The assumption is that you are different. So you're going into it. You're not really you. Like, I mean, you know, you're you're different. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. And, and we're going to tell we're you. We're here to help you. We're going to teach yes, you how you're right. different. That's right. Remember, the call was um, just maybe three or four years ago. It was uh, stay weird. It was yeah. stay weird. Yeah. So everybody everybody wants to be weird, right? Um, the, 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 the symbol, the, the symbol, the undercurrent symbol, the unicorn, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and and just not really kind of any one thing just you know just kind of kind of different yeah that's the assumption there and this is what our kids are learning this is what our kids are getting day in and day out and when when they come home we don't recognize them all right want to hear from you 888-589-8840 888-589-8840 sherry b is over in studio cc so to speak and um <laughs> she will get your calls all queued up 888-589-8840. You can talk to us if you'd like. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Mark in Ohio. Hi, Mark. Hey, how are you doing, folks? Doing great. Um, I think one thing we have an obligation to do as Christians and as people on the right is to start telling these children, because they're probably only hearing a passing mention of it, if at all, the rate of STD transmission in this country. Mm-hmm. And we need to show them pictures of what these diseases will do to them. And people say, oh, that's harsh, that's cruel. No, that is a motivator. Mm-hmm. I mean, fear is a motivator. And we need to start telling people, just because you believe it's okay to do polyamory and all this other stuff, that doesn't protect you from getting an STD. And some of the STDs out there can kill you, and they do kill you. And that sounds harsh, but... The last time I heard that mentioned on any Christian show was maybe 20 years ago. Uh, I think on Dobson, he said that the average amount of sexual contacts a person in this country can have before they get a uh, sexually transmitted disease is two. Two Mm. sexual contacts from two two different people. It's worse. I mean, Mm. it's worse than the COVID uh, Mm -hmm. epidemic, pandemic. Mm. It's way worse than that. It doesn't kill everybody. But we need to start telling kids, okay, here's what the statistics are. Here are the facts. Mm. This is not political. This is not about sexual preference. It's not about anything. This is just about consequences. Yeah. You know, Mark, I want to tell you something. So I hear what you're saying. I will also just point out 
that that is actually taught in comprehensive sex ed. They they teach about STIs. They they teach about how to prevent that. They actually teach the use of a drug called PrEP. Have you heard of that? This drug is a drug that is used for homosexual men, men who have sex with men um, who are HIV positive. So it's a drug that they use uh, to prevent um, being infected with that virus, (laughs) PrEP. But look it up. Your kids are being taught that this is an option, but you should also be very careful. So why am I saying that? I'm saying that because, Mark, we also, in addition, yes, the information is the information. The science is the science. The facts are the facts. I think we have a higher calling when it comes to culture-proofing our kids. We have got to teach them that the soul that sins will die. We have got to teach them that you are one with whom you join your body to. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul writing to the Corinthians, what is he saying? He's saying that you are one with the person that you join yourself to. So only the two become one flesh. Sex is for the marital context alone. Mm -hmm. There's no back door to that. There's no, and here's where I think we make a mistake. And Mark, I'm not yelling at you. Y'all know how I am by now. (laughs) Mark's like, girl, I was trying to help. You are, Mark. I'm not yelling at you at you. I'm just being Mika. All right. <laughs> let me let me say this. Christians get into trouble because this is what Christians say. Christians say, now don't do it. God calls that sin outside of marriage. Don't do it. But but if you do, okay, several things you need to know. Mm. <laughs> now what what have you just done for that kid? Or maybe what have you just done to that kid? And having a right fear and a right reverence for God's holy standard. Yes, we give our kids information. But remember, this information is included in comprehensive sex ed. You know what's not? That the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Hmm. That the sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God. That God's not making any concessions because you just don't agree anymore. That's not taught in comprehensive sex ed. So who's going to do that? The culture-proofing parent will do that. Amen. That's who's going to do that. All right, where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Allie in Texas. Hi, Allie. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to comment on um, everything you are talking about. So mm-hmm. I went to public school, and um, right going into public school, in, into kindergarten, I was molested on, on campus for months. I don't remember, like, how long it lasted, but it happened at public school. So um, later I became a single parent at 20, and I vowed that I was going to homeschool my child because I just could not fathom them going through something like that. And so regardless of the odds stacked against me, I didn't know how I was going to make it work. I vowed that I was going to homeschool, and um, and I did think um, – Thanks to God, he helped me. He gave me the strength. And I've been homeschooling my son now um, for two years. Mm. And now that I listen to everything that's going on, the, the curriculum that you are talking about, I know that I made the right choice. And um, I know that it's, I don't know how common it is for kids to get, um, to go through sexual abuse at school. But even just this, I feel like this is equivalent to sexual abuse. It's it's taking away their innocence. Yes. And yeah. even if kids aren't, aren't getting or maybe are not going through um, sexual abuse, mm-hmm. um, like getting molested. But hearing this this curriculum is just um, 
it's ruining their innocence. Yes, and it is. I just wanted to thank y'all for everything that y'all are doing. I listen to y'all every day, and y'all are a great inspiration to me. God so bless you. you. God thank bless you, Allie. You, Allie. I wow. look, God bless you, and may you continue on for the glory of God, Amen. culture-proofing and training your child. Let me tell you something. You hit the nail square on the head. This is child abuse. Mm -hmm. And look, man, first of all, let me say, I'm so sorry about what happened to you in school. It's unthinkable. But then when you take a step back, it kind of is thinkable because when you sexualize children who are too young to really understand the full ramifications for what they might engage in, mm -hmm. and then you put them all in an environment together with little supervision. <laughs> Guys, look, I'm not... Look things going to happen. I, look, <laughs> we know... You know? of some instances of some things that are happening in some schools, okay? This is, look, we're in trouble in this country, guys. We're in trouble. And, and again, remember, the news headlines, those that make the news headlines, are only because the parents have found out. Hmm. All right? Those are the tips of the icebergs. Yeah. All right. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Keith in Virginia. Hi, Keith. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's great to... Great to hear your show. Hello. Uh, quick question. Uh, can parents make contracts with public schools that were verified like, like uh, okay, like the school of Mika? Mika, you have my permission to teach my child this, this, or this, but if you teach them that or that, um, I'm going to be able to hold you accountable. Mm. So that's a great question, Keith. So here's what I've discovered in my research, and that is, that is a wonderful question because what you're getting at is opting out. What you're getting at is I, as a parent, have the right to decide what my kid gets to know and what my kid shall not know. And so then that would mean that the parent would have to be informed ahead of time and be able to send a letter to the school and say, on this day, for this particular instructional period, my child will not be a part of it. So, yes, the vast amount of schools across this country allow for that to a certain extent. Mm. Um, I want to say uh, Chicago and Indiana. I may be getting the second second state wrong, but Chicago, Illinois, I want to say, they were trying to um, remove the ability for parents to opt out. <laughs> so, so you've got people who, you know, outright said, well, maybe we need to, you know, we need to ensure that the parents don't know when these classes are happening. Mm. Because the goal is not, you don't, is, yeah, exactly. Come on. You don't want the parents to opt out. Now, look, across this country, parents have the right to opt their kids out. As I said earlier, though, you have to keep in mind that it's not just what's happening in the classroom time. It's also the posters that are all up and down the halls, okay? It's the posters that are in the cafeteria. It's the signs that are on the door. It's all of the, the, the terminology and the language that declares our school to be affirming, mm. that declares our school to be a safe school. So we have to remember, it's not just, okay, here's your handout, it's not just today's guest is this. It is also everywhere the kid looks. Wow. So I think we have really, really big problems. But your point is well made, Keith. Parents have to be ready and willing to say, no, my kid is not going to show up for that class. At least that becomes a starting point. Wow. Wow. All right, let's go to Leslie in Louisiana. Hi, Leslie. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. I'm Metairie, Louisiana. I've talked to you all <laughs> once before. I'll keep it brief because I know we don't have much time. Okay. My, what Mark suggested parents do, my parents did. Mm. They took me to the library. They pulled down medical textbooks. 
They said, <laughs> you don't want something you can't give back, so this is what it's going to look like, okay? <laughs> so that scared me. That was enough to put it in lockdown for a while. <laughs> but it was <laughs> – but it's very difficult, you know, because – Especially down here in New Orleans, and you all know because you've lived here. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of. I'm walking at the mall at this moment. There's gay pride everywhere. Everywhere. Mm. So, it, 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 everywhere. And so, we currently care for my 15 year old nephew. My sister in law died when he was 10, mm. and he most definitely did not get the best quality home life. Mm -hmm. So now we're all playing catch up. So I was telling my husband last night, standing in the kitchen, I said, it seems to me that this is really a big push for pedophilia. Mm -hmm. Number one. Yeah. And number two, it seems to me that maybe a good use of my time. And I think I'd like to pray about it would be running for the school board Mm. or some type of, school board position, Mm -hmm. but never having had a child in public school or really having a child. And my nephew is actually in Catholic boarding school over in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And he seems to be doing really well because they don't let him watch TV. And, but he has had lots of issues with girls Mm -hmm. and drugs recently. Yeah. Um, and he seems to be doing a lot better with that, but we've really had to ride herd on him. Yeah. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts are about school boards and curriculum. And is that a great place to start? Okay. So Leslie, so since you asked what our thoughts are, okay. So let me just give you my thoughts. I think, I think the best thing that we can do as Christian parents, if it's, if it's in our power to do it mm-hmm. is educate our kids ourselves. That's my personal conviction. If that's not an option, then I think you got to be 90 miles an hour with your involvement. I know of Leviathan moms who um, are going down <laughs> to their local school board yeah. and they are getting involved. They're throwing their names in the hat so they can sit on that school board. Yes, we're supposed to do this. Mm. We are supposed to be salt and light. So if as a parent you are saying, I have my kid in this context, you better be out there lighting it up. Yeah. You, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying, no, you're right. you, you understand, you're right. you better be out there. So Leslie, yes, I would strongly say that you have to be involved. You have to know what's going on. You have to insert yourself into the conversation. Um, but I think that that's the beginning point because then after that, and which by the way, I commend you for what you and your husband are doing. Yeah. You guys are, man, yeah, you're awesome. being the hands and feet of the Lord Jesus. And I mean that. Awesome. So I commend you for what you're doing. That's not an easy undertaking but it is well worth it. So I would say, yes, Leslie, that's where you start um, if you're going to start there. Let me say one other thing, and then we'll go try to squeeze in one more call. Um, I was right about Illinois, the state of uh, Illinois, um, saying, suggesting that they not tell parents when they were going to start teaching their comprehensive sex ed classes so that the parents could not opt them out. All right, wow. where do we go? All right, let's go to Kenny oh. in Oklahoma. You got 30 seconds. Sorry, Kenny. Will and Mickey, praise God and the Lord Jesus Christ for you, your national treasures. Will you please consider, will you please pray about going on a campaign to persuade pastors across the United States of America to open up their churches and make them Christian schools? Will you please pray about that, Will and Mickey? All right. And God bless you. (laughs) Look, I'm telling you, we have to do something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Pastors have to do something. Amen. Look, six days a week, maybe five days a week unused. Unused. We got to do something, guys. Right. We don't have right. a whole lot of options. We got to do more. All right. Uh, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.